0: Here we go. We're back again. Welcome. How are you? So, this week's episode, shooting the title right off the bow here. (laughs) Loose lips sink ships, and it's not what you might think it may be about, as you potentially could be thinking, theoretically. Uh, We warned people against thinking, what the hell are you saying? I know, I know. What? Damn it. Hey, do you have that list of thought-terminating cliches? <laughs> I can throw some of those out in each episode so people just stop thinking. That would be awesome. Sweet. Uh, yeah, yeah. So, man, we're just beating around the bush, aren't we? Let's get to it. How about we start off with some LDS Church in yeah. the, the News. news. So, uh, at least D. 60- Sixty, at least sixty, sickened by carbon monoxide at LDS Church. Some may suffer long term. This is from a local news station in Utah here, KUTV. It's happened uh, a couple weeks ago now, but still kind of interesting. So, a, a carbon monoxide leak at a meeting house of the Church of Jesus Christ Latter-day Saints. I'm gonna have to start come saying like Church of. Cheese and rice and and Latter-day snakes. Rattleday snakes. Yes. Yeah, that's a fun one. Uh, On Sunday, sickened more people than was first thought, Intermountain Healthcare officials told Two News on Monday. While initial estimates were that at least 13 people at the Provo Meeting House were sickened or injured, Two News learned at least 60 people were treated by Intermountain staff. Wow. Uh, Doctors now fear there may be long-term health consequences for some of the victims. Quote, some of these people, unfortunately, will likely end up with lifelong or at least many months-long problems. Wow. Said Dr. Lindell Weaver of the Hyperbaric Medicine Center at Intermountain Medical Center in Murray. Why were they going to Murray for help when they were down in Provo? That's interesting. Maybe it's because the doctors in Utah County are sometimes at ch- they're at church. <laughs> kind of suspect, yeah, right. <laughs> uh, we anyway. can't predict who that's going to be. That's the kind of that's kind of a wait and see," she said. Mm. Um, so, Provo Fire Department crews responded Sunday morning. They found the church filled with carbon monoxide. Building was evacuated. Sickened churchgoers were taken by ambulance or drove themselves to area hospitals um yada 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 so again we see how god likes to try his people right well i mean that's I, what this was i don't right? i don't see what the issue is here haven't you ever suffered from gas at church <laughs> <laughs> you know I could envision you saying that with a smile, which is never as effective as if you said it straight-faced. I'm just saying.
1: Okay, I'll work
0: on um, that. <laughs> and the answer is a resounding yes. <laughs> I have had problems with gas at church. Especially those old wooden benches.
1: Oh, man. Just
0: echoes, and, you know? Ah, oh, Yeah, I was thankful for the cloth ones because then you could let it rip and, and muffle it a little better brother uh, sorensen did you your <laughs> pet and then you look for the closest baby oh jees oh, diaper change another somebody blowout to... huh okay <laughs> <laughs> all right uh, but then comes the syndrome somebody else sits on that same spot after and the the waft of air yeah that's uh <laughs> wow that that uh descended quickly didn't it that's us (laughs) (laughs) yes yes uh mm. so yes there again like i said we find that god loves his people and uh he lets carbon monoxide pour into their building you know Dave and i were actually talking about a more logistic side of this or practical side so the church it's been decades now right I, i feel like it has where they stopped using hired help
1: yeah. To it, do it, things
0: like janitorial work and...
1: Let's see. I was in the bishopric when that change was made. So it's been, yeah, 20 years. Hmm. So what were you, like 10? In the bishopric? <laughs> Thank you, brother. Thank oh, you.
0: you nice. Yes. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so... So I don't know that the church janitor would have been expected to check the furnace, but, you know, are they paying for regular furnace uh, maintenance? Mm, Nope. Probably not. If something like this happened. I don't know. Just saying. I'm not, you know, I have no idea. Obviously I have no way of knowing, Um, but anyway, okay. That's church news. Uh, Let's jump into our second uh, segment that we also enjoy. Of For Your Information Back All to right. you did. Let's uh, jump right into it
1: And just as a reminder This is D. Michael Quinn's second book on uh, The Mormon Hierarchy Series Extensions of Power And he's moving through church history Chronologically And we're in 1858 All right in February twenty-seven of eighteen fifty-eight, Judge Hosea. What kind of a name is that? Well, it's from the Old Testament, but really,
0: is it H O S E A? Yes, Hosea. Oh okay. shit! Oh Hosea. shit! <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh say, can you yeah. see? Oh, that
0: brings up a bad joke. Okay,
1: back back so, to it. Mr. Stout describes with no disapproval how Mormons disguised it as Indians uh, drag a man out of bed with a whore and castrated him by square and, cl- and close amputation. So I guess a square and close amputation is different than like what, like a round and close amputation. I have
0: no idea what that even means. Uh,
1: the, the use of the word square in that, instance would be like uh exact
0: oh okay
1: yeah is what Hmm. anyway okay another castration well we're well on our way aren't we (laughs) (laughs) jesus christ all right march 21st announcement of abandonment of salt lake city and all northern utah settlements due to approach of u.s troops and Did we talk about that in the political? We talked about the fact
0: that the president sent troops to Utah with the express purpose of ousting Brigham Young.
1: So they abandoned Salt Lake City. And here's, here's another part that people forget. They were working on the temple and they buried it. They buried everything they had done. They didn't tear it down, they just simply buried all the foundational work they were doing with dirt and Hmm. made it look like a plowed field Hmm. holy shit how much work would that have been a lot just to escape uh, the law okay, Brigham Young tells his special conference that Joseph Smith disobeyed Revelation by returning to Nauvoo to stand trial that church's founding prophet lost the spirit of God the last days of his life and died as unnecessary martyr.
0: He wow. pub- he
1: publishes his talk as a pamphlet.
0: This is Brigham Young. Praise
1: to the man who shouldn't have died the way he died. <laughs> he fucked
0: up. And- <laughs> yes okay hold on a second i know i've asked this question before but shouldn't we have known this i mean did you know this no i like Uh, no why like holy shit um so what what he's really
1: doing you know joseph smith's death was obviously considered a tragedy but now he's saying it's, it's a tragedy that could have been averted and i am smarter than that hmm. I, I wouldn't allow something like that to happen to me but joseph
0: lost the spirit oh my god he like totally threw him under the bus yep
1: there it is hmm. love you love you brother <laughs> <Jesus laughs> right thanks
0: from thanks for my position
1: <laughs> Oh. yeah
0: oh Okay,
1: Okay. Uh, August 17th, Apostle George A. Smith, after extensive consultation with leaders of Mountain Meadow Massacre, writes official account which details their movements on the day of the massacre, but not their participation in it.
0: Oh, Hmm.
1: what? Oh, my pen went dry. Damn it. Son of a bitch. If I only had one of Rusty's lighted pens...
0: Oh, yeah, it was too dark to write. He didn't have a lighted pen. That was the whole issue.
1: So September 12th now, church historian's office notes discovery this morning of several head of Provo women who have been at U.S. military camp for a week. Six weeks earlier, another woman's decapitated head is discovered. So on and on with the castrations and... and...
0: These were found where? At a military camp? Let's see. I thought that's what you said.
1: Severed head. I said several. I can't even read. The severed head of a Provo woman who has been at the U.S. military camp for a week. Okay. Well, what better place to find a sharp sword? (sighs) I don't know.
0: Holy shit, man. So beheaded women. Hmm.
1: Yeah, not just men. Women. Hmm. Uh, Okay, here, it seems like we read something like this before, which is interesting. January 2nd, Brigham Young begins custom of having women, wait a minute, Mormon congregations sit with women on the north side of the center aisle, men on the south side, and children on the front benches. This seating arrangement lasted for decades. Who's attending to the children? Hmm. How does that make any sense?
0: <laughs> wow, I wonder if he. Did, I wonder if he did it because then all the kids, their noise would be up front, and it wouldn't be behind the adults. See that? Wow, huh. hmm. now that's a it, weird one. W-
1: growing up in the church, we had behind the main congregation what was called the cry room, literally. Mm -hmm. It was, it was called the cry room and it had a glass in the front so that you could see the speakers, but it was essentially noise proof. And that's where all the mothers with their babies went.
0: Yeah, I think that was a standard church building plan that was built during a certain number of years whoever was in charge at the time, you know, yep. whatever they said, let's yep. let's build all the meeting houses with these cry rooms, which was kind of, I wouldn't you think that's kind of a smart idea?
1: Yeah. And it, then it,
0: they stopped it at some point. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah, discipline your children for Christ's sake. Come on. Take them out. Okay, this is fun. February 26th, 1859 now, Brigham Young tells church historian, that quote, there had been a judge in Utah that had been so completely taken up and set down on his ass in the mud and had his ears pissed into as Judge Charles Sinclair had been. <laughs> what, do, what, what does that even mean? Set <laughs> down on his ass and yeah. in the mud and had his ears pissed into. <laughs> I guess he saw things a little differently yeah. than this judge.
0: You know what I was going to say is exactly that, right? Like, I'd love to see what the judge said about Brigham. I'm thinking things that didn't make him too happy. Wow. Why didn't he just uh, behead the guy?
1: Yeah, castrate him. All right, August 20th, New York Daily Tribune. Okay. Okay. Publishes Horace Greeley's recent interview with Brigham Young. And I remember that name, Horace Greeley. Uh, I guess he was somewhat well known from that time period. HG, what is the position of your church with respect to slavery? I can talk. Uh, So that's Horace Greeley asking Brigham Young, what's the position of your church in respect? respect to slavery Brigham Young we consider it a divine institution and not to be (laughs) of here here we go not to be abolished until the curse pronounced on Ham shall have been removed from his descendants
0: okay huh yeah
1: um divine inspired by by God to have slaves
0: Mm. sure yeah i I guess apologists would say we don't know that Brigham really said that or something. well, oh, they would say I, that they, about
1: every one of these things, I, yeah, but it's Mr. Quinn yeah. has done his homework here. It's all documented uh anyway hmm. every statement has a a resource from where it came. so well, there you go, take it or leave it. October 8th Brigham Young tells bishops to give Melchizedek priesthood to 18 year old boys even if they have been sowing their wild oats for years so it doesn't matter so the, <laughs> <laughs> there's no worthiness interviews it's just you know they're 18 make them a make them an elder yeah <laughs> good
0: enough. Oh. All right, this is rich.
1: Deseret News, the first of February, eighteen sixty. Oh, good! I love this guy. Reports that Orr and Porter Rockwell shoots Martin Oates to death after Oates accuses him of accuses him of stealing cattle. Rockwell reports incident to Lehigh authorities, who dismiss him without further action. That's it. Oh, it's Oren? Mm. Oh, you're you're fine. <laughs> oh, that's
0: some bitch. Yeah. About time somebody shot there his ass.
1: Go. Now, here's one of the shortest entries Wild in the West book, in the whole mm. book. February 22nd, Deseret News article entitled How to Impress Niggers.
0: <laughs> Oh my God! Oh, ow, ow. <coughs> oh. Hmm. Uh,
1: I I don't know how much more of this shit I can take.
0: Oh, I think that's a good one to end on.
1: Yeah, that's good. Yeah, yeah. Uh,
0: that that's uh, that's plenty. Yeah.
1: <laughs> too much, maybe, huh?
0: It's just too rich, man. I I just you like they say, what is it? Uh, fiction. What's the phrase? Fiction is better than reality or I I mean, better than fantasy.
1: Yeah. The truth is stranger than fiction.
0: Truth is stranger than fiction. Yes, yes, yes. yes. That's the phrase. Um, Hmm. Yeah. Yeah, folks. uh, Hmm. Proud to be, uh, you know, following in the footsteps of of those leaders, right? Wow. (laughs) That's some strong pioneer stock right there. Hmm.
1: So okay. eventually, you know. Wow, I, I'm just thinking. You know, the, the number of years it took for that to kind of
0: just go away. I mean, or did it just change I, I, I form? Know, it's like people. People have some lame excuses. Like there was the whole Wild West period, right? And. Right this was during that time if you look at it from a i guess a a grand scope whatever there was the utah territory in quotes which was pretty big i guess i think it encompassed areas like idaho maybe even wyoming i'd have to look on a map oh
1: yeah it's it, parts of yeah. nevada arizona
0: Oh yeah. Um, And then West, there was, I don't know if they called it California Territory or if that name was even around yet. Mexico. There was it was part of Mexico, yeah, all the way up to top of California, I think. I mean, and then uh, anyway, wild west going on. I I get that in terms of needing to defend yourself, needing to be wary, you know, needing to be prepared. Uh, from you know the wild animals, Native Americans, if they were if they were a, you know a, a violent tribe or something in the area. I mean, I get that, but how people can use that as kind of a defense for some of the terrible actions that these people did, I just don't think that it goes that far. You know, it doesn't mean you have to abandon all your fucking morals just because you live in this, you know, in this harsh, you know, area, right? I mean, and and that's, I say that because that's some of the little, you know, kind of weak arguments you'll get from the apologetic side mm-hmm. sometimes when you bring up some of this crazy shit and sometimes... Some of these guys just want to sweep it all under the rug by using phrases like "well, times were different," you okay. know, and what? <laughs> uh, but doesn't God's revelation transcend the times being different in quotes? Yeah, you know, doesn't He lead these people to do His will, not and. How you is know, it they can
1: maintain their status as special, peculiar, set apart, God's holy children, His special fucking children, whatever? Uh, no, wait a minute. Looks like you're behaving like everybody else.
0: Yeah. yeah barbaric. Yeah. Hmm. Interesting shit. So, uh, thanks, Dave, for uh, in for our information.
1: Thanks, D. Some, Michael
0: Quinn. Some juicy tidbits, Mr. Mister Quinn, Dr. Quinn.
1: Doctor.
0: Uh, so, to the topic, uh, loose lips, sink ships, Old Navy term, right? Wasn't that from World War II? Correct. Okay. Yep. Uh, meaning, what you would assume, that if you don't keep things confidential, and you reveal, especially like, Military plans, etc.
1: Exactly that
0: you could cause a disaster, right? I'm not gonna. I didn't look up the origin of the term, but I think that's the general idea. Uh Yeah. Well, this is similar, except the ship part is similar, which is why we used the title today, because we're talking about an infamous talk (laughs) given in October of 2016 by, it's another Rusty, uh-huh. Rusty Ball. So we have Rusty Nail and Rusty Ball. <laughs> I'd probably prefer, well, I don't know if I'd prefer, I was going to say I'd prefer to be Rusty Nail, but I don't know if I'd want to be Rusty in any regard. I um, hope my balls don't start rusting. <laughs> <laughs> so, of course, we're talking about Rusty Ballard, one of the old school gentleman that has so much good to say. Uh, And he gave an infamous talk titled, To Whom Shall We Go? And we've brought this up, actually. I want to say a dozen or so episodes ago, we were talking about some of these talks um, that were just kind of just I mean, we coupled this one. We mentioned this one alongside "Ukdoors, doubt your doubts." You know, whatever that. Mm, I, if that right. was the cu- the title, I don't remember if that was the actual title. But um, "To Whom Shall We Go?" Similar concept here as doubting your doubts, and he's talking to members who are questioning. Some of which may be you, dear listener, uh, and so fun talk fun talk it it look here's what you see we've certainly brought this up more than once you see a pattern in the talks given by the brethren one of my favorite terms and we'll talk about some of those patterns that are given in this talk because he certainly follows it he follows kind of the template if you will there's always things that are different from talk to talk, of course, but there's a template of sorts. Mm-hmm. There's strategies, there's psychological manipulations that are employed by the the speakers, and he definitely follows it. You'll even recall recently Dave and I talked about the letter that Joseph wrote to Nancy Rigdon and the, the template that he followed, where there was a promise and a threat and and kind of like uh, deconstructing of of her as far as like lessening her mm-hmm. as a person, and then and then finally again a, a a phobia that he induces at the end, and this is almost exactly the same template. Uh, years and years later, of course,
1: you, you said yeah. you see a, this pattern. You know that got me thinking. As an active member, no, I did not see. The pattern and for one thing you just accept these are the brethren this is conference this is important you know what i mean uh, mm-hmm. first of all his delivery is droll it's just bah, bah. like oh yeah Ballard bucket, is one of those you know yeah. zoltar is that his name where you put 50 cents in it and it'll tell you your <laughs> fortune. It's it's just I, like I a,
0: actually think that recorded voice might be a little have a little more drama in it, yeah. Ballard. Uh it's yeah, just really yeah,
1: stand yeah. up and deliver. Sad. Stand up and deliver. Uh no, I I did not see it. I wasn't looking for it, is more to the point. Mm-hmm. It now it's glaringly obvious. In all of these talks, uh, the same—and it's like, you know, there was part of me is saying, God, why, why do these talks all sound the same? And, of course, the answer was, well, because God's word doesn't change.
0: <laughs> well, and you get all sorts of answers. You, well, because you have to be reminded. If we were uh, obeying all the commandments uh, perfectly, another he wouldn't thing. have to tell us the same things over and over. Uh, okay. Uh, but wow. you're right. You know, as an active member, of course, I was in that same mode. You're not looking for mm-hmm. bad things. You know, you're, you're you. I think you would kind of subconsciously recognize that there was a template of sorts that the brethren would follow. Yes. But you. But it wasn't a negative. It was just like, oh, here comes the caution. Here comes the promise. In fact,
1: know? they're grooming. Yeah members of the church how to give talks this is the kind of talk that as a stake president as a mission president even as a bishop we would expect you to
0: deliver in this same style for sure same structure
1: yeah
0: yeah yeah that's a good point yeah it's it's like well yeah the whole adage of follow the brethren right you're gonna you should do things the way they do uh yeah so let let's go through bits and pieces of this. It's actually not a terribly long talk. We could probably even read it verbatim, but lest we be uh, like like rusty ball to our listeners <laughs> we we probably shouldn't drone on and read it <laughs> uh, exactly. <laughs> Pardon you, oh, that was a snore, okay, sorry, uh, uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> So he starts off with talking about how several years ago, my family and I visited the Holy Land. Oh, good for you. So here's something that most members will never have the opportunity to do. It is not cheap to fly to Israel. It's a long fucking flight. I've done it a few times for work. Uh, We had a development team over in uh, Herzliya, Israel out there so i had the opportunity to go out a few times it's expensive right obviously work paid for it when i went um i paid for my little touring around and stuff like that that i did which oh man just a side note amazing history in that country um anyway i digress uh so yeah i went there oh you're so special uh okay great one of my vivid memories was a visit to the upper room in Jerusalem, which is all hearsay, guys. Yeah, Just, yeah. you know, all, oh, this was the upper room, this was the tomb, this is where Jesus walked. Where Here's a little secret. <laughs> over the decades, over the millennia, as it were, every... People that came in to conquer Jerusalem, whatever, including the Israelites, when they came back a couple of times, they built on top of the existing yeah. structures. Okay. Yeah. So they have a, a part of Israel, of Jerusalem, if you're entering the city itself, where they have dug down and excavated where they didn't already have, you know, some really expensive or, or important stuff on top. So they were able to dig down, and they've dug down, like I want to say, nine or ten feet, and they found a street, and they did some analysis on this. And this was the street, part of a street, anyway, that was there during the C- the, C- the Caesars, the Roman Empire period. So the Romans were occupying Israel at about ten feet below where you're walking today, if you were to walk out there. They were occupying Jerusalem. I mean, so um, what does that mean? That means you're not fucking walking where Jesus walked. <laughs> you're walking about ten feet above. Well, right. So anyway, it reminds whatever, me man. of, of
1: some of these relics that uh, the Catholic Church, in particular, likes to uh, mm. hold up. Like this is the what bone from mm-hmm. Saint Peter whatever yeah, yeah yeah it's, it's got
0: dog, dog yeah whatever <laughs> yeah <laughs> it anyway. has dog teeth marks in it anyway uh as we stood in the place I read to them from John 17 what a picturesque moment here we are in the in the upper room of the Last Supper I'm going to I, I feel impressed to read a scripture dear brethren uh whatever. Oh, this is to his family, Uh, even better. I'm sure they're not tired of listening to his shit. (laughs) So, uh, I pray for them that they may be one, neither prayer for these alone, but for them which believe on my word. Uh, La, la, la. Um, He says, uh, one of the most heart-wrenching stories in scripture occurred when many of the Lord's disciples found it hard to accept his teachings and doctrine, and they, quote, Went back and walked no more with him. As these disciples left, Jesus turned to the twelve and asked, "Will ye also go away?" Tear down cheek. Um, I added the tear down cheek. Just, no, just. Oh, so. there were many. Uh, yes, got to yes. be dramatic. Peter responded, "Lord, to whom shall we go? Thou hast the words of eternal life, and we believe and are sure that thou art that Christ, the Son of the Living God." Uh, in that moment, when others focused on what they could not accept, the apostles chose to focus on, focus on what they did believe and know. And as a result, they remained with Christ. There is the premise of the whole talk. He's like, "Look, um, focus on what you know, not what you don't know." That's the that's the message we're already getting, right, from this talk. Doubt your doubts, Uchtdorf. Um So and think uh, think about uh,
1: again the separation into two camps now and the focus on those who stay with Christ and no mention of those who decided to walk no more with him. What what did their walk entail
0: afterward?
1: Well, that's it it that's insignificant.
0: No, well, that's a given. Yeah, you know. yeah. yeah well, we're not. Gonna, there were, let's say there were uh, ten dudes. That obviously, walked away. They're, yeah, they're walking in yeah. the dark.
1: They're walking down yeah, the, mm-hmm. the. What's the in Lehi's dream? And a mist of the darkness myth. did rise, yeah. and, and they couldn't see what the hell they were doing. So, yeah. so any other path but this path, it, you're you you blew it, man. You've, you've well, that's up.
0: some of the scriptures that didn't make it into the Bible, David. Oh, There's a story about those guys. Five of them got leprosy and their dicks fell off. Um, <laughs> four of them uh, went blind. And then the the 10th guy, I don't remember. What, I think he got syphilis or something. Um,
1: I'm thinking of a line from uh, Princess Bride where the guy <laughs> points down. He says, is that your finger? Oh, my friend has leprosy. And they're trying to get the people to get away from him. And- <laughs> no, that's my dick. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you poor
0: bastard. <laughs> oh God. Anyway, sorry. Right, descending oh. already. Oh, man. Um. So, yeah. Go ahead. So, yeah. Go ahead.
1: You've you've got okay. the well, text look. in
0: front of you. I. Well, then then he, yeah. So then then he jumps in. Okay. And so recall, if you will, the template that's been followed by many many talks, including. Again, even the letter that was written to Nancy Rigdon right, and, and the pattern that's followed here. So uh, he says, um, today's no different. For some, Christ's invitation to believe and remain continues to be hard or difficult to accept. So he's already starting out. And by the way, you, listener to the talk... Are the sum in quotes? You're the sum people he's talking about. Okay, if you have any questions at all, any doubts, which is normal, by the way, Mm -hmm. he's going to proceed down a path of criticizing you, calling you weak, uh, suspecting, you know, being suspicious of your faith and your commitment, warning you. That you are going to have bad repercussions if you, you know, keep doing this. Fear tactics, uh, yes, yeah. Fear tactic. He's going to create phobias inside of you. He's going to remind you how beautiful things can be for you if you simply comply. Uh, don't think for yourself, and and don't worry about your questions. Just focus on what you do know. He's going to remind you that what you know, by the way, you don't really know. <laughs> you just feel good about it. <laughs> uh, and it's the same pattern, guys, all over again. I mean, Man apologies for the spoiler, but, but that's really what this is. So he starts off by essentially criticizing you. By the way, um, if, if you think, um, if you've got issues with any of this, then you must think that Christ's invitation is hard or difficult to accept. You're weak. You're weak.
1: That's the conclusion. Yes.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Some disciples struggle to understand a specific church policy or teaching. Not that that policy or teaching could be whack (laughs) or could be fucking, you know, terrible. You just don't understand it. You're struggling to understand it, David. Uh. Ah. You just don't have what it takes to understand that. Um. Here's my favorite line, probably in the whole talk, one of them anyway. Others find concerns in our history or in the imperfections of some members Uh, and leaders, past and present. Um, yeah. Uh, concerns needs a footnote. (laughs) 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 To which you would go down to the bottom of the page and read that. Uh. Holy shit. Concerns alert, 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 <laughs> alert. like things like, I don't know, fraud, deception, murder, adultery. I mean, hello. Uh, these are just shoved under the rug under this weak little word concerns. They're concerns. Um, and imperfections. Look, people are people. Some members and even some of our leaders, heaven forbid, in the past and now, are, they have imperfections. Imperfections. What is that? Hmm. You know, first of all, yes, of course, we all have imperfections. That's kind of a get. The sky is blue, everyone. Thank you for telling me that. I think we knew. But what <laughs> there's a difference between, you name the example. I mean, David's given us some juicy tidbits from Dr. Quinn uh, recently. There's a difference between Brigham Young, for example, being described as a, quote, imperfect leader, unquote, which we all could accept, I would think, right? Sure. Uh, There's a difference between that, and Brigham Young ordering the deaths of dozens of men, women, and children. Okay, there, there's a little bit of a difference there, is there not? Would you call that imperfection?
1: So again, minimization of the of the facts, sweep it under the rug. Well, not not really sweep it under the rug as much as minimizing. Um, and then yeah. he's also disregarding. Your possible awareness, in other words, you've studied some church history and found some really alarming shit. Mm. Well, you know, you shouldn't have become that shook up by it because, you know, your, your apparatus <laughs> of your way of looking <laughs> at things has obviously been skewed or it's, it's all, it's your problem that, Again, it's going back to that, it's not our problem and our history or
0: Mm-mm. the people in the history, it's your problem. Yeah, there's never, the the most you're ever going to see that you could somehow equate to the church leaders admitting that there were any kind of issues in the history or in the past is that word he used, imperfection. Yep. That that's the most you'll ever get. You'll never get anything near an admission of of an issue, of a crime, of of, uh, of abuse, of of anything to that level. Imperfection. Those those poor men, just like us now, they were imperfect. That's about the best you're going to get, you know. And and so here we go with what David just alluded to. Uh, we're going to start inspiring or instilling fear. Ready? Just like Nancy, hey, watch out if you don't obey your covenants and do everything God said, Nancy, including having sex with Joseph. You know, watch out. So I'm going to instill fear now. So here he goes. If any one of you is faltering in your faith, which, by the way, it's not having questions or doubts, it's faltering. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. Again, I ask, what's the difference? There's a significant difference. There is there not? If I say, "Hey, Joe, you've got a question," or you, you you're not, you know you'd like to understand more about this, you want clarification, or you have a doubt, that's one thing, right? Which I think most of us, if we heard that, would be like, "Yeah, mm-hmm, that's cool." You know, uh, what does your faltering sound like? Is that as positive to you? When you hear that, Joe, you're faltering. Yeah. Weak. That's negative. Yeah. Right? You're, you're weak. You're, dude, you're, you're being weak, man. Uh, it's not just that you've got a, an honest question here. You're weak, dude. Okay. So if any one of you is weak in their faith, that's what he should have said, right? I ask you the same question that Peter asked. To whom shall you go? Dun, dun, dun. Fear. Right? Where are you going to go, man? Um, if you choose to become inactive or to leave the restored church of Jesus Christ, where will you go? Dun, dun, dun. What will you do? <laughs> da, da, da. And then comes the real fear. Do you have the text in front of you, Dave?
1: I have a, a, the quote that I think you're thinking about concerning, issue, uh, concerning issues you may have, Things have a way of resolving themselves. And if you leave, there will be long-term impact that you may not see now.
0: Exactly.
1: A long-term impact. So, again, something in the future, you can't see it now. You got these serious questions. Nobody's giving you answers. They're telling you you're weak because you Mm. have questions and if you pers- keep proceeding down this path, some shit's going to happen. Mm-hmm. You can't see it now, and either can we, actually, except it's not good. <laughs> and so it's, it's, it's always looking at the future.
0: Yeah, uh, not good, man. Yeah. Not good. So here we go uh, with, again, downplaying, minimizing, right? Lessening the value of things that are actually quite valuable. There may be some doctrine, some policy, some bit of history. You like that? Bit. <laughs> some bit. Some some little bit of history. all oh, a cute little bit of history that puts you at odds with your faith. So a doctrine, a policy, a bit of history here, a bit of history there. Oh, come on. <laughs> here a bit, there a bit, everywhere a little bit. <laughs> Come on. You know, this is just a bit of history. You know, it's just a blip on the radar, as uh, good old Hinckley said in one of his news interviews. Oh, that's just a blip on the radar. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah.
1: <laughs> what the hell?
0: Joseph coming on to Nancy Rigdon and not really even having the power to translate. Telling stories and and being a fraudster. Oh, come on. That's just a little bit of history. (laughs) Oh, my God. And then you've talked about this before we did the episode, Dave. If you live as long as I have, you'll come to know that things have a way of resolving themselves. Because we all know you get wiser just because you get older. Just
1: because you get older. Not not only that, he's going into the future again. So, in other words, Mm -hmm. okay, you've got these concerns, but don't act now. If you'll just stick it out, things have a way of resolving themselves. (laughs) It'll all be okay. Come here.
0: Let me kiss the
1: boo boo.
0: Yes, it's a a little bit of history. Fucking idiot. You know. But but, the ordered the deaths of these dozens of men, women, and children. Oh, it's a history. Come here. (laughs) A good old hug will get you right through. Oh. And then remember, Rusty Nell likes this one, by the way. Remember, the restoration is not an event, but it continues to unfold. It's
1: ongoing.
0: Bullshit. I was never taught that. No. Uh-uh. Never. The restoration was an event. It happened with Joseph Smith. Everything was restored. End of story. It, it was Not
1: considered complete continued. once all of the priesthood, priesthood keys, temple, yes. and temple ordinances were restored. When that was done, it was over.
0: Yeah. You've got it.
1: You got it. The whole thing. It's
0: been restored. That's right. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there were little tidbits that were hung out there, right? Like, oh, there's the sealed portion of the Book of Mormon that we might get someday if we're (laughs) faithful, you know. But that was about it. Everything else was done, it was restored, you know. It wasn't. Anyway, never abandon the great truths, he says. Revealed through the prophet Joseph Smith. Never mind that little bit of history when he came on to Nancy Rigdon. Never mind that he burnt down a printing press because they were printing bad stuff about him. You know, never mind that he shisted people out of money by pretending that he could find buried treasure. Come on. Little yeah. bits of history. <laughs> what the history? I- <laughs> <laughs> I think this is next in the
1: talk. Oh. He says, stop and think about what you felt. Uh, again, yes. the, the emphasis yeah. on feelings. And feelings. here. here's the thing. He just doesn't even consider this at all. If a person has serious doubts and is about to or has just left, none of this shit is on their radar anymore at all they've Mm-mm. found out the truth about all of these things he goes on to list the things
0: teachings where will you f- yeah where will you find such and he makes a
1: list such. living prophets mm-hmm. people that serve each other on and on where well i'm not looking for those things anymore cuz they're not real
0: here you see, his point is... is It's moot, moot at that point. It is. Yeah, I mean, it's really... I, I think you hit it on the head. Um, you hit it on the rusty nail. <laughs> With my slippery hammer. You hit it on hammer. the rusty nail, Dave, when uh, we were talking before the episode, and you're like, he's talking to people probably who just started questioning, who just started coming across maybe some stuff on the internet, you know, or whatever. Um because, like you said, if you're if you're there, if you have found these little tidbits, bits of history, as he says, it's pretty clear pretty quickly, right, that this is all a bunch of bullshit. And so you're past this, right? Where are you going to go to find living prophets and apostles who are called by God? Where are you going to go to learn more about Heavenly Father's plan? You're like, where am I going to go? Uh, anywhere but here. You know, it's, it's, you're past that, right? What are you going to pass on to your children and grandchildren? Uh, the truth. (laughs) Imagine that. So we're near the end of his talk here. Uh, In the end, each one of us must respond to the Savior's question. So again, this is another pattern we'll see. We pointed this out with, uh, Elder Lizard, I mean, uh, Bednar, uh, In our prior episode, right, Dave, where we said the brethren will do this a lot. They'll say church, 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 you know, brethren, 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 follow the church, follow the brethren, blah, 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 follow God. So they, they swap it on you at the end every time, because they want to create this connection mentally, uh, that when they say brethren, when they say church, when they say follow the brethren, whatever. Well, what we're really saying to you is follow God. Who would you dare not follow God, right? So they tied to do to the two together. The only way to yeah. please God and to follow God is to follow the brethren and to follow this church. And they tie those together every time. So he's doing it here. Remember, he he talked about follow the church, you know, follow God's church, follow the brethren and then he says, in the end, each each one of us must respond to the Savior's question, not my question. Elder Rusty Ball, there, there will ye also go away? So now he's going to employ, what is that, sympathy, empathy with Jesus? So he's employed fear of the repercussions mm-hmm. of leaving. Now, if fear doesn't help, well, do you want to disappoint Jesus? Will you also <laughs> go away and make Jesus cry? You know, and it's like, are you going to make Jesus sad? So it's like, if that doesn't, if fear didn't work, do you have a heart? Of course you have a heart. You don't want to make Jesus sad. You know, uh, we all have to search for our own answer to that question. He says, for some, the answer is easy. Those are the good people. For others, it's difficult, like you. You know, it's like, well, I don't want to be difficult faltering you oh, falterer you no know, i just thought i had a question no you had weak faith oh oh darn it you know
1: and i i would extend this question just in closing here uh not only to whom will ye go to what will you go or to where will you go yeah. so uh what is it that can't be replaced because he says These things cannot be replaced elsewhere. Well, why would why in the fuck if you're leaving would you want to replace them? (laughs) Think about that logic. I know. know. I've already dismissed them as bullshit. Let's go find some more. (laughs)
0: What the God? Where are you gonna find another Joseph Smith? You're like, hopefully nowhere. (laughs) (laughs) fucking hell you lied to me about the bastard my whole time in the church i'm not gonna go searching for another joseph smith you know it's like yeah it is kind of funny uh it's just Uh, fear empathy how can i convince you and then again uh there was one more thing i wanted to mention here um and it's this is just classic there it is um Uh, The danger comes when someone chooses to wander away from the path that leads to the tree of life. Again, fear. Sometimes we can learn, study, and know. And sometimes we have to believe, trust, and hope. (laughs) So, eh, learning, studying, knowing, that's okay. Uh, And sometimes you get to have that luxury of actually, I don't know, Learning and studying and knowing what you believe is actually fucking true. But sometimes you just have to believe and trust and hope. <laughs> it's like, so three
1: three measurable things compared to three
0: nebulous things. Yeah, yeah. And the suggestion when you put that sentence not just alone, but you put it in here with the whole rest of this talk. The suggestion, as I battle with barking dogs in the background is that? Is that uh, all these things we talked about is you, the faltering, the weakness, the this is difficult, this is too challenging. That's all you if you don't want to believe, trust, and hope. If you only trust in learning and studying and knowing. Um, so that's you, right? So... Don't be weak. Don't falter. Trust your feelings. And and again, who's telling me to believe this? If all I have is my feelings, who's telling me to? Be- oh, I'm taking your word for it. Oh, faith, hope. Well, look, yeah, uh, the whole Ponzi scheme was built on people taking somebody's word for it. You know, not seeing the – and he made believe that – he he made up the data that showed them they were making money on their investment, right? It was all – when you find out the data is bullshit, does it matter how you feel anymore? Probably not. Mm. So –
1: My feelings <laughs> have, have waned. <laughs> let me Let me make sure and tie in – The title of our podcast to his talk. He speaks of the church as the good ship Zion. And so you don't want to jump overboard an abandoned ship. And so loose lips sink ships. Yeah. We were struggling with the title for this one, and we actually came up with a lot of pretty funny shit yeah. about ships and, and sinking gang, and the Titanic, and planks, and everything the pirates. else. But yeah, he, he he compares, you know, stay
0: aboard the Titanic, I mean, the good ship Zion, and you'll be fine. Uh, never mind the water. Oh, oh, the, the shit up to your neck. Uh, it, it- it smells like shit. Oh, that's just a tidbit. <laughs> you know? It's yeah. really, there's really nothing there at all. It's all your imagination. <laughs> it's another mirage. Why does it smell like horse shit in here? Well, <laughs> it's warm, isn't it? Well, well, well I, I guess it is. Yeah, it, it's warm.
1: <laughs> Doesn't the
0: Holy Spirit
1: make you feel warm? Never mind
0: what it's you like smell. It. What does it feel like? <laughs>
1: Ah, uh, kind of gushy, man.
0: <gasps> it's nice and warm. Okay. Ah, oh, I don't know, man. Anyway, yeah. look, uh, good for you guys for for questioning that ship. Good for you when you saw that there was a fucking hole in it and it was taking on all sorts of water that you got the fuck off. Good for you. That's all I can <laughs> say, man. To whom shall we go? Anybody but you. Rusty ball, and many walked with him. No more. No, they got the
1: fuck out, and <laughs> ran away.
0: <laughs> Indeed. All right, guys. Ah, wow, we got a little soapbox there for a second. How refreshing! <laughs> feelings always trust your feelings. <laughs> never mind the truth
1: oh god well you know our silliness is really about at where this hits yeah. it's fucking ridiculous hmm. so it really is pretty compatible to the subject kind of his silly willy <laughs>
0: All right, guys, take care, and uh, you know how it goes. Peace out and all that shit. Hey, Dave. We won't see you for a couple yeah, weeks. it's going to be a week or two. Somebody's going on vacation. Oh, man. I know. You're not going on a ship, are uh, you? <laughs> no, we're going to try to avoid that. Okay. My feelings were that it would be nice and romantic, but logic said an airplane would be a lot faster. What? Logic? I know. What
1: the hell do you think? I know. Oh. I know, okay,
0: yeah, the airplane might crash, but <laughs> statistics say I'm safer than if I was in a car, <laughs> <laughs> so I'm gonna ignore the fear, and I'm gonna just go for the statistics. I'm sorry, go yeah, for yeah, I'm going for it, man. So love you guys. We will see you later on when we get back to recording another one of these things.